Ole Miss will make a run in 2023 if you believe these preseason prognostications and polls. We'll see exactly what happens. This is the Locked On Ole Miss podcast. You are Locked On Ole Miss, your daily podcast on the Ole Miss Rebels, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, welcome to the Locked On Ole Miss Podcast. I am your host, Stephen Willis. Thank you very much for tuning in today. I do want to let you know that this episode is brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook. It's the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. You can visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get started. Also, thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss Podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube's. Do us a favor, subscribe to the YouTube channel, hit the bell for notifications, and of course, upvote the video itself as well as commenting down below. We'd appreciate that very much. All right. The S&P Plus ESPN preseason poll was released, and the first impressions of it is, hey, they've got Ole Miss at 18th, which means they're thinking a run is absolutely possible. If we were talking about being in position for the 12-team playoff, being preseason 18 is a pretty good place to start. But the other thing that really comes to mind on this poll is the fact that there are 11 teams of the expanded SEC, including Texas and Oklahoma. 11 out of the 16 are in the top 25. That is nearly half of the poll. And A, that tells you how good Oklahoma and Texas are supposed to be in the Big 12 this year, but it also shows you how stacked the Southeastern Conference is. We'll just run through it. Number one, Georgia. Number four, Alabama. Number six, Tennessee. Number seven, LSU. I think LSU and Alabama might be switched there. Um, number nine, Texas. Number 14, Oklahoma. Number 17, Texas A&M. Number 18, Te- Ole Miss. Number 20, Florida. Number 23, Mississippi State. Number 24, Kentucky. So that is what the S&P Plus looks like going into preseason. And they're taking a lot of things into account. And a lot of it is returning yardage that you can count on that Ole Miss got last year. Ole Miss has a 2,700-yard passer coming back, an all-conference running back. They've got yards coming back that they can lean on. So knowing that, knowing all of this stuff, does it make you think that 2023 has a chance to be better than you might be expecting? Is it a point with a $9 million coach and all of these positions going together that 9-3, and 8-4 and four at the absolute minimum is expected for 2023? I mean, I, I, I'm at the point where I'm leaning 9-3, and three, and we're going to talk about this in the third segment. What is success and what does it look like in 2023? In the second segment, we're going to talk about, hey, tell me about the Georgia and Alabama games. Because when you look on the schedule and you see a game at Alabama and you see a game in Athens, you like the sense of dread overflows, fills you up. But when you realize the situation that Ole Miss is getting this year, for any year where Ole Miss has to go to Alabama and to Georgia, this might be one of the better years to do it with everything that's happening in the offseason. We'll talk about that in the second segment as well. And also, later on this week, we're going to have Stuart Stevens, 
um, who occasionally comes by and um, does interviews and such. We're going to talk about Ole Miss football history. Um, my show yesterday on moving LSU back to Halloween night, he wanted to come on the show. He's probably going to tell the story about how he was in Tiger Stadium when Billy Cannon ran the punt return back. So we'll talk with Stewart as well. So if you can see this S&P Plus, and like I said, it's all statistical analysis and all things like that. But it gives you an idea of where this Ole Miss team, it can make a run. And Ole Miss right now, if you look at it, they're fighting for with Texas A&M for third in the West. If Alabama and LSU are that high ahead of everybody else, they're still fighting for third in the West. And this is what I, we were talking about with a 12-team playoff. The 12-team playoff would be interesting because about four teams from the SEC should make that field. I know some people are going to talk about it needs to be more, but it's going to be it's going to end up being four Big Ten, four SEC, and then the rest is the way is the way it's going to work eventually. Um, but if you look at it, 18th, there's a chance you can get up to where you need to be, win a couple of games, win the game in Alabama, you know, beat LSU, one of those two games. Win one of those two games, you would be in the figurative 12. And if 2023, everything's about maximizing and being in the best position that you can be in for 2024 and that 12-team playoff, I think this is a good starting point for Ole Miss. And honestly, as good as they could have expected with the way that 2022 ended. But the way it's set up right now, if they do this and and the preseason polls come out and they're around 18th, they'll be exactly where they need to be. Now, does Ole Miss have questions? Yes, absolutely. Do they have weaknesses? Yes, they do. That's the reason 2023 is so important. A, to maximize it. Do what you can. Put yourself in the best position because 2024, it gets real. You have a $9 million head coach. You have a schedule that's likely going to be a little bit more favorable than having one at Alabama and at Georgia with LSU on it. That's the three top teams in the SEC. The only thing you can do more is if in 2024, you also add like an at Tennessee in there and you just get the top 25 or the top 10 um, on there together. So Ole Miss has a murderous schedule this year. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. But that doesn't mean Ole Miss can't win those games. And we're going to talk about exactly why that is the case when we come back after this, um, this ad from FanDuel. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel. The midway point of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores to threes drained. Like I said um, yesterday, it seems like the thing to do is just bet against the Lakers because everywhere you go online, they talk about how bad the Lakers are. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a bigger chance at a bigger payout with same-game parlay. So don't miss your chance to get your no-sweat first bet on up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel. It's an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Also, Looking at FanDuel, it might not be available. You have to go to a retail place in the state of Mississippi. Yes, I understand that. But if you live in Louisiana or Tennessee, 
you can utilize the um, their programs and what they do. So that's pretty good. Actually, if you, you go in and out of Memphis, you can probably download the app and just place the bet whenever you get up to Memphis or something like that. I, I, I'm not sure how exactly that would work, but seems pretty cool in the process. All right, thanks again for making Locked On Ole Miss your first listen every day. Make sure you check out our basketball podcast, Locked On College Basketball, everything you need to know about college basketball in one place. Plus, you get to hear from big-name experts, insiders, and coaches and players. Locked On College Basketball, available on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, when Ole Miss plays at Alabama and at Georgia, you also have an at Auburn and an at Mississippi State. That is the SEC slate this season. It's 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 a... It's a fairly brutal road schedule for Ole Miss. But we have gotten to the point where we honestly should expect no less than 9-3. and three. This isn't about being realism. This is, um, this is anything about that. This is all about the fact that you're paying a coach $9 million a year. So 9-3 and three should be the expectation no matter what the schedule is. You could play at Alabama and at Georgia 17 times. You should expect nine wins because that is what you're paying for. So looking at the schedule, I think the baseline that you're looking at is nine and three. Now the question becomes, how do you get there? Because that's always the question. And if you look at the schedule, you know, you've got Mercer at Tulane without Ty J Spears. This isn't the Tulane team that beat USC. This is this is a different animal. Versus Georgia Tech, they're going to be a better team than the one you saw in Atlanta last year. So, 3-0 and going into Alabama is absolutely expected. Doesn't matter. Those are all games you should win. If you don't win them, it's a problem. We can't have the quarterback competition bleed into the season like it did last year. We need to figure out what's going on. We need to get ready to go. We need to go. So, at Alabama, September. I'm very fired up about this game because Alabama will have a new offensive coordinator and a new defensive coordinator and Kevin Steele and Tommy Reese. You want to get them in September before they have a chance to take hold. I'm sure Nick Saban has them learning everything that they need to learn and doing whatever they can do to make the ramp as quick as possible. It may be a situation, I've heard um, tales where um, Saban forces new assistants to come in to use the same terminology so it helps the players. You know, So it, it's going to be up to the coach to try and figure out how to adjust that. So we'll see exactly how that goes. But that Alabama game, at Alabama, minus Bryce Young, minus Will Anderson, and a play even with those guys in Oxford, with the basically the same Ole Miss team they had this year, Ole Miss was a pass in the end zone away from winning that game. Ole Miss can get that game, but if Ole Miss is scared, if Ole Miss goes in there and loses to the logo on the helmet, it could be the same old, same old. That happens so many times. They lose the game before it's played because of the laundry. So you need to be ready to go and expect to win that game. And it's one that Ole Miss can get if they go in there and get it. If that makes sense at all. New defensive quarter, new offensive quarter, no Bryce Young. I'm sure Ty Simpson or Jalen Milrow are going to be good quarterbacks. And I know there's five stars absolutely everywhere. That's a game that Ole Miss can get. They're not going to be favored to get it. They're not, you know, not necessarily likely to get it. But that's a game that Ole Miss can get. And that is the game 
this is the game that we're paying $9 million to get. So this is the game where you judge the coach on a little bit different of a curve than other ones because this is where the rubber meets the road. Next game is up against LSU. Another one. It's at home. Ole Miss can get this game. Not necessarily saying they will. They can. Arkansas at home. Ole Miss can get this game. At Auburn, going to be an extremely difficult game. I did a video a week ago that talked about how this is going to be the most difficult game on Ole Miss's schedule, and it won't have anything to do with schematics, talent, or anything like that. That stadium will be an absolute cauldron, and um, it will be on the Ole Miss. Lane Kiffin's going to have to earn his money that night. Vanderbilt at home, Texas A&M at home, at Georgia. Bonus today, Todd Monken took the Baltimore Ravens job and Georgia hired Mike Bobo. Um, so that, that's as good as news as, as it can get with Georgia. The defense is always going to be good as long as Kirby Smart's there. But now at least the offense might take a step back due to schematic issues at times. ULM, they should win. They should beat Mississippi State. They should always beat Mississippi State. Does that mean Ole Miss is going to win every game? No, it doesn't. But it's a game where, for the recent past, Ole Miss has an advantage talent-wise. So, Ole Miss needs to figure out a way to go 9-3 and three with this schedule. Gives you three losses. There's three really difficult games on the schedule. At Alabama, at Georgia, and at Auburn. You need to hold serve at home. And you need to find a way to at least be competitive in those games. You'll probably get that one in Auburn, but bad, weird stuff happens in all those Auburn games. It's just absolutely craziness. At Mississippi State, weird stuff can happen as well on Thanksgiving night. But Mississippi State has Southern Miss five days before. Ole Miss has ULM. And everybody's going to say, well, Mississippi State should beat Southern Miss. Yes, but that would be like Ole Miss scheduling Memphis five days before the Mississippi State game. There's far too many things that can go wrong in that game that likely Ole Miss wouldn't have to deal with with ULM. Although I'm not expecting Ole Miss to come out with their hair on fire against ULM following a Georgia game and before a Mississippi State game. But success for Ole Miss looks like, if you look at the schedule, 9-3 and three should be the expectation. Period. We're going to continue to talk about it. We're going to break down some individual games on the schedule. Talk about Alabama and Georgia even some more. But, I mean, that's what it looks like in the third segment. What does success look like in 2023? Well, it's probably 9-3. and three. So, anyway, stick around. All right, thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. Sign up for YouTube. Subscribe to the channel. Hit the bell for notifications. Comment down below. And, of course, upvote the video itself. We'd be appreciative of that. Now, if you're looking for weird stuff on the schedule, I said, what does success look like in 2023? And I think that success is 9-3. and three. That should be the expectation in 2023. You should win nine games. If you don't win nine games, it's a disappointment. Is it the end of the world? No. This is not a situation where you try and run a coach out of town for winning eight games. But nine games should probably be the baseline. And anything below that, there's levels of disappointment that can happen. You know, if you're looking for weird situations on the schedule, there's a four-game period where Ole Miss plays at Alabama versus LSU, 
um, versus Arkansas by week at Auburn. So you take that three week, you got a nice little sandwich game in there with an Arkansas team that blown out. They, they, those are three games that Ole Miss lost in 2022. So I think this is going to be the ultimate part of the schedule. And in this situation, Ole Miss needs at least to get two, period. Two of Alabama, LSU, and Arkansas. If you do that, if you go into the Auburn game at 5-1, and one, you're sitting pretty. All of your goals are in front of you. It's important, and it's possible. It's absolutely possible. Then you have at Auburn, Vanderbilt, Texas A&M. Three teams that Ole Miss beat in 2022. Three teams that Ole Miss will probably be favored to win in 2023. If Ole Miss wins all three of those games, they're 8-1 and one with everything on the line at Georgia. And that becomes a massive game. And you, you can't assume that Ole Miss is ever going to beat Georgia because you haven't seen that. You haven't seen that matchup. You don't know exactly how Ole Miss matches up in that game. So let's go 8-2. and two. Nine and two at ULM, that even leaves right there. The Mississippi State game is a game that can go. But I'm going to say nine and three is the baseline for this team. Now, some people are going to look at it and look say, oh, you know, five and seven, six and six, because everything's a glass half empty type thing. I'm not a glass half empty or a glass half full type person. I'm more of like, I need some water, and that, that type of situation. And we'll see what goes on. But that, that is what success is going to look like to this Ole Miss team. Now, you have coaches that need to come in. Ole Miss is in the market for a new running back coach. I've heard rumors that they were going to try and go after Kevin Smith again. I've heard other names that have popped up. We'll see what happens. Lane Kiffin's notoriously slow when it comes to assistant coach hires. So we'll see exactly how that goes. Um, and – you know, they have an offense that they need to put back together. They got three quarterbacks Jackson Dart, Spencer Sanders, which we haven't talked about much in the last few days. We need to probably get back to them fairly quickly. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll think of a t- um, topic for tomorrow about um, Jackson and Spencer. But those guys are going to determine so much how this goes when you look at the schedule. And it's going to be massive. It's going to be absolutely massive. That, that, that's probably the correct word in this situation because I they're not going to be underdogs in the Arkansas game. They're not. It, 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 it's just not going to happen. Auburn, they're not going to do a Vanderbilt. A&M, if they can win that game, go into that Georgia game, 8-1. and one. And this is all realistic. Ole Miss is going to be the favorite over Mercer, Tulane, Georgia Tech. They're going to be an underdog at Alabama. They are going to be close, either a favorite or a slight underdog to LSU at home. They're going to be a favorite over Arkansas, Auburn, and Vanderbilt. Potentially over Texas A&M, but we need to see what Texas A&M looks like with Bobby Petrino now calling the offense with Connor Wiegman because there's some weapons on the outside. This could be a fairly explosive offense. Georgia, I want to know what the Mike Bobo system looks like over there. I know there's five stars all over the field. I just want to see what it looks like, especially without Stetson at quarterback. Is that offense good enough to win games when the defense is a little bit off? 
That I mean, that's the question. There's five stars everywhere. It could happen. ULM, not, not even a little bit worried about that. At Mississippi State, not worried very much about that either. I mean, if, it just is what it is. Like I said, nine and three. Now, what do you think success looks like for this team? What do you think this team needs to do for a successful 2023 to springboard them into the most important football season in Ole Miss's history? Yeah, when we said it. 2024 is the most important football season in Ole Miss's history. So how do you position yourself in 2023? What do you want to get um, get done, get accomplished? What needs to happen by the end of the year to get you ready for this season? Because everything's going to change. We're going to do a whole bunch of shows. They're going to release the football schedule at some point. I hope they do it this summer for 2024. But because that is going to be absolutely massive. Which one do you get, Texas or Oklahoma? Do you get both? Are they going to come on at the same time in 2024? Or are you going to have to, are you going to, have to wait until 2025 to get either of them? Now, in a situation like this, is will Ole Miss go to DKR? 2013, Ole Miss beat Texas in Del Royal Stadium. Will Ole Miss go to Norman? I don't know if Ole Miss has ever been to Norman, so maybe that could be the first, the 2024 game of the two, is Ole Miss actually going to Norman or Oklahoma coming to Vault Hemingway? Maybe that is more relevant in the schedule because they're going to be cute with these schedules. Understand that. Other than the permanent opponents, once it's announced that you know Ole Miss has Mississippi State, LSU, and either Vandy or Arkansas, but I think it's Vandy, um, the rest of it, and those rotations – they will get cute. It might You might not have Alabama and Georgia in the same year. Maybe you have Texas and Oklahoma and Alabama and Georgia. Maybe it's a West versus East that alternates year, year to year. Who knows? But I'm really excited about the fact that every kid that signs with the University of Mississippi, Ole Miss, will play in every stadium in the Southeastern Conference if they go to this 366 model in four years. In four years, Every stadium in the SEC will be will see every team. That is unbelievably cool. I don't think that should be overlooked at all. And that almost makes me wonder if expansion will even be relevant or necessary moving forward because this just sounds like such a perfect model. And like I said, non-conference, what's going to happen? They're going to keep the Power 5 non-con. They're going to keep the FCS non-con, and the one that's going to be cut will be the least expensive one to buy out of the two G5s. So if you have an MTSU and a Louisiana Tech, whichever one costs the less to buy out will probably be the one that gets bought out. So something to pay attention to. Also expect whenever this goes in 2024, um, I expect Thursday night football, on the SEC network to either be Texas or Oklahoma, whoever the opener is for that game. It might be, it might be Texas and Rice or whoever that game is. I think that is going to be the game on the SEC network on that Thursday night, and they're going to find a way to make the Oklahoma opener. They'll probably have a conference game in the beginning, and or 
Texas might even as well, and they might just jump straight in. So expect some weird stuff with the 2024 schedule. Anyway, thanks again for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. Make sure you check out our brand new podcast, Locked On College Basketball. It's got everything you need to know about college basketball in one place. Plus, you get to hear from big-name experts, insiders, coaches, and players. Locked On College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. Anyway, thank you so much for tuning in today. Tune in tomorrow as we keep going. We are working towards a baseball start against Delaware State this weekend. Like I said, Stuart Stevens, John Gillespie, Derek Vandegrift, Tim Thomas. we got a whole bunch of stuff coming up during this week. I also have some requests out to certain people that might pop up and be a surprise. But for now, they're all on the table. I hope you enjoy them. And we'll see you tomorrow with the Locked On Almost Podcast. Peace. 